Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 269, my brother, up top, my name is Eric. I am Jason. We are reviewing The Flash, the return of Barry Allen, although I am mistaken, I gave you the wrong title. It is just Flash, the oh, return yeah. of Barry Allen. <laughs> Would the the really throw anybody off? Um, maybe. Hmm. Because some of the Flash comics have the Flash, oh, do they? and some of them are just <clears throat> Flash. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. See, we're already we're already deep into the core of this character, <laughs> revealing things that no one hitherfore knew. Is hitherfore a word? I don't think so. Hitherto. Uh, I don't know. I mean, hitherto is a word. Okay. I, I believe I've read that. Like in flowery old uh, sure. poetry stuff. So, I mean... You know, hither four sounds like that should be a might word as well if be. hither two is. If it's not, it is now. Sure. Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> Use it in a sentence, people. It becomes a word. <laughs> you know? That's, that's how, how words get made. That's, that's, that's kind of how it happens. <laughs> so hither four will hither two be a word. Hither more. Hither more. <laughs> now you're just talking crazy. I, I dated a girl named Hither Moore once. <laughs> Really? No. Okay. Heather Moore. But Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Flash Ah He's the savior of every one of us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Heather Moore. <laughs> so why isn't Joji here? Why isn't Joji here is because I forgot to invite him. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, because as I pressed record, I realized that I probably should have just asked him to come over. All right. And you I don't know why I didn't. You want to pause and give him a call? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's probably snuggled in watching Doctor Who with his lady. Yeah. Or, or something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're justified. Probably. Oh, justified. They are yeah, doing that. I think they yeah. are doing that. Um. But, you know, yeah. Uh, spoiler, we will be hearing from Joe G later in this episode. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that <laughs> He's with us in spirit. Yes, he is. These are actually his comics. I they believe. are indeed his comics. I didn't know that until moments ago. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you assumed they were mine, and I had to tell you that uh, if they were mine, they would not have been bagged and boarded. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, should I wash my hands? Because I've got my greasy fingers, and he's like... He's like, they're not mine. Go ahead. <laughs> that is how much respect I have for the property of others. <laughs> I made sure to not get any greasy fingerprints on those bags of boards, though, because those things are expensive. <laughs> I know he probably spent a lot of money on protecting, probably you know, yeah. buying that protection. So yeah, I had a uh, when when I was going through my uh, uh, great comic organization process, which. Uh, Sadly, it's still ongoing, even though it's been two years now since <laughs> right. I started. You got quite a ways, though. I, I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm 
down to the last room in the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I've just been procrastinating. And, uh, you know, but the biggest problem is that uh, you just keep getting more. Right. Yeah. Like, like I get more every month. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Why is this happening? <laughs> well, it's the sickness that uh, goes with being a collector. Oh, yeah. Like even I, even I, like I was like, I'm done, I'm not gonna buy comics right now while I don't have a steady paycheck. Right. And uh, I've even bought a couple. Like I sold some of my comics, like the ones I draw. Right. The other day to a comic shop, I ended up spending like an extra dollar over what they paid me, <laughs> just to buy new comics. Just to buy some few new comics. You know, I mean, really, what do you think about it? It seems fair, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're making comics. That's right. So why not use that profit? Right. To buy more comics. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, when I was going through my, my organization, I, uh, uh, I want to say for the most part, got rid of all of my bags and boards, uh, as I was doing it. Uh, so I don't think I have, if I do, then like there must be a special reason for it. Right. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure I don't have any bags and boards anymore. I think I've got about a dozen. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine uh, at the time, she wanted backs and boards for uh, her comic collection. Mm-hmm. And so I just uh, loaded every single one that I didn't just uh, tear apart or was in terrible condition and then just shoved them in a bag, which, uh, <clears throat> you know, when you like lift a long box and it's really heavy, uh-huh. I'm guessing the majority of that is bags and boards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you think about it, that's like 300 bags and boards almost. Right. And and those yeah if you if you pile up three hundred boards yeah uh, that's that's a that's a heft yeah and so I gave her this bag that was just uh, a a uh, slog to try to pick up mm-hmm. but uh, they're out of my house they're done good for you no more bags and boards I wonder except if... for when Joe Jean lends me a comic <laughs> right that's well that's what I just started saying like I wonder because I used to have my comics and bags and boards like years and years ago so I wonder if my Doom Patrols are in bags and boards. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Probably because they are unread. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I read them. Oh, well, I know you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think I still have some unread comics, like the dozen or so that I still have in bags and boards are ones that I've bought and just haven't read yet. Like, like right. I know I've got a few Jack Kirby things that like I'd find in a dollar box where everyone's like, oh, sure, I'll, sure. I'll read that. Uh, okay, uh, you know, uh, I think we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago the comic convention, or not convention, but the the uh, exhibitor show that we went to a couple uh, weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a bunch of comics there, and uh, I just haven't had the time to take them out of the bags and boards mm-hmm. yet. Right. So those are the See, comics that I have in bags and boards well, right now. That's how it should be. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like little gift wrapped, you know, like yeah. Christmas gifts. You get to open them and... And and why would you put your Christmas presents back in back in the wrapping paper? You wouldn't do that. No, no who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would do that. <clears throat> so basically, we've just spent the last five minutes uh, saying how horrible Joe is for keeping his comics in bags. And I think Joe is just fine because he he gave <laughs> us these pristine comics to get our greasy fingerprints all over. Yeah, him. we we got to be the ones to uh, besmirch them for the yeah, first time. Yeah, no, he's already besmirched them. Uh, I am pretty sure this is like a textbook to him. Right. Uh, and they're also all, what? They're all besmirched by, uh. Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven issues. Uh, the last one being a triple sized, uh, edition. Gotta love that. All, every single one of them are autographed. Nope. By Mr. Mr. Mark, Marcus Wade. Mark Wade, the writer of this here comic. 
We, uh, yeah, so these are the individual issues that make up the Return of Barry Allen storyline. Uh, issues 73 through 79 of Flash. Mm. Yeah. From, uh, let's see. Is it 94? 93. February 93 is the cover date on that first issue. I don't know why I looked on the inside, because it is clearly right there on the outside. <laughs> right. Yeah, so what made you pick this? Did Joe force you to read this? Or? Um, you made me pick it. I did? Yeah. Oh, I mentioned The Flash a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What did I say? I don't know. Something about how you would never read a Flash comic, so I was going to force you to read one. I didn't say I would never read one, did I? <laughs> I'm sure I didn't say I'd never read one. <laughs> I actually still own a few Flash comics, I think. Yeah. The Grant Morrison like run. Right. Uh, I own those as well. I own... Uh, I own a chunk of the Mark Wade run mm-hmm. uh, from, like, issue, I'm going to say, 92, uh, which may or may not be the first appearance of Impulse. Oh, okay. And I'm sure Joe listening right now is... Uh, Cringing if it's wrong. Right, yeah, or just getting mad at me. Uh, he won't know for, like, another week or so. And we we make fun, but we're just intimidated by his flash knowledge. It, yeah, I mean it's impressive. Uh, there is, yeah, I, I don't know anyone who knows uh, as much about the Flash than, than Joe. I, I could guarantee you, half of the writers who've ever written the Flash don't know as much about <laughs> Flash as Joe does. I would say the one person who does is Mark Wade. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I have uh, 92 through, I'd say, probably about, uh, well, uh, I have the Mark Wade run through up to where the Grant Morrison run starts. Okay. And then I have the Grant Morrison run. Uh, I do not have the final three issues that Mark Miller wrote himself uh, uh. because, uh, fuck Mark Miller. <laughs> and then that is pretty much it for me in The Flash. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but you've read a lot of Flash over the years, I'm I, sure. I mean, that's a pretty big run, I'd say. Right. It's like uh, 50 issues of the Flash, but, at least. But that's all you read, though, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I've read. Uh, I, when the new 52 started, I bought uh, the uh, the first nine or so issues okay. uh, of that, which I uh, didn't really care for. Uh, mostly because uh, Wally West was not the Flash. <laughs> and you're a big Wally West fan. Um, it, when it comes to the Flash, Wally West is my Flash. Mm-hmm. And that's not the opinion of uh, our friend Joe, right? He's, uh, he's a Barry Allen guy. He is not a Barry Allen oh, guy. Oh, he's not a Barry Allen guy. He is not <laughs> a Barry Allen guy. <laughs> <clears throat> our friend Joe... Might be the world's biggest Wally West fan. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think uh, anyone who dislikes Barry Allen more than me is also probably Joe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think he, you know he's Joe, and if it's a uh, a guy in red with a lightning bolt, he probably just automatically loves him. All right. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> but wasn't wasn't the the Flash that we grew up with on the cartoons, that was Barry Allen, right? Uh like Super Friends? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Superpowers even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was all pre crisis. Right. Because uh, Crisis is where Barry Allen uh sacrificed his life to save the universe. Well, what's not to like about Barry Allen? Um 
Barry Allen, uh, when written correctly or well, is uh, not a terrible character. Right. But uh, he's no Wally West. Wally West is, uh, you know, more human and fallible, and and uh, he, uh, you know, he's funny and kind of a slacker. And he, he says some mild curse words. Yeah. He, uh, well, you know, I'm gonna appreciate anyone who curses. <laughs> right. Of course you do. <laughs> you are a foul, foul creature. I am indeed. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> so this storyline is about like you mentioned earlier. For those who don't know, uh, Barry Allen died in the eighties. Right. Uh, yeah. The 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 that, who wasn't the first big crossover ever? Was it? Um. Did Secret Wars come first or? Let's see. Crisis was eighty five, right? Uh, may have been. Yeah, I can't I, remember. Eighty four, eighty five. Ah. I want to say that was before Secret Wars. Yeah, I can't remember. The Contest of Champions was before either one. Oh, true. Yeah. But that's, that was barely. That was, right. that was just an issue, right? I think it was like three issues. Okay. Uh, but it was still, it was uh, one of the biggest crossovers he ever at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 issues and, uh, you know, involved the entire DC universe and, uh, was there to pretty much reboot the entire thing. Right. Uh, to get rid of all the multiple Earths and condense it down to one. Uh, and uh, there was, like, the Anti-Monitor was doing stuff, and Barry Allen uh, stopped him. Uh, but in the process, sacrificed his life, leaving uh, Wally West, the Kid Flash, to decide to take up the mantle of the Flash to uh, honor his uncle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And then that is where uh, we got now, 73 issues later. Wally West working as a Flash, uh, and uh, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He was. Uh, he seems like a real fair guy. He, uh, yeah. He starts out this issue with, uh, <clears throat> you know, some criminal who's just he's just the guy in a bad spot. Yeah. And Flash like gives him a little break because it's Christmas. It is. And then uh, Flash and uh, the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, is uh, involved, and uh, uh, Wally's got his uh, spiffy new shiny metallic suit. Oh yeah, which. Uh, it's my favorite version of the Flash costume. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, he's got the uh, uh, the whites covering up the eyes. It's all shiny and sleek. He's got a better belt design, and um, it's Wally, and Wally's awesome. Mm-hmm. His name is alliterative, which is a much better comic book character. Wally, yeah, Wally West. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Right. So then, uh, yeah, so it's Christmas, and uh, all of a sudden. Uh, Barry Allen shows up back from the dead, and that is where our story starts, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's a comic about uh, how uh, Wally, uh, who has uh, grown into the role of the Flash, uh, you know, feels about uh, you know uh, conflicted a little bit about right. uh, you know. I mean, uh, his uncle Barry was uh, you know one of his favorite people on the planet, who was also one of the most heroic people on the planet sacrificed his life to save the universe. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I had right. an uncle who did that too. Right. Yeah. And you'd kind of admire him. Yeah. I. I keep. I still wear his underwear. Right. <laughs> but if he came back and decided that he wanted that underwear back, you'd probably feel conflicted, right? I would because I, I've kind of grown into it. Like, You've grown into right. it, and, and you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is his. It, but, is, it is his underwear. You know, he has been gone for a long time, though. Right. Yeah. You know. I know. I should really just give him the fucking underwear. 
What if he forcibly took that underwear from you? My uncle. That wouldn't be the first time my uncle did that. <laughs> the Flash. <laughs> so, so yeah. So like, man, this starts out as like a really just like the first issue, maybe issue and a half. I was like, wow, this is just like a nice classic, happy superhero story like they're all smiles and they're all hanging out and they're one big family i was like this is super fun right and this reminds me of just really just really cool uh superhero stories from when i was a kid where right. everything was just like it was it was a decent story but uh but you know you, you kind of know what you're gonna get it's like it's like listening to Def leopard you can you can tap along and you're like yeah but you know it's never gonna go anywhere weird or right. crazy um well that drummer only has one line. right there's only so much you can do right um <laughs> But but then it just like takes a turn. It takes a turn. Yeah. yeah. So I am then to assume you did not know the turn it was going to take. No idea. No idea. Awesome. Yeah. I did. Oh. Uh. Just you know. Uh. Because you're you're a good nerd. You're on the internet. I'm a good nerd. I'm on the internet. But even before the internet, I, I sort oh, of knew. Okay. Yeah. Uh. In fact, because. Uh, because I do have, like I said, a, a pretty decent collection of the, the Mark Wade oh, okay. comics. So I probably referenced it. Uh, probably referenced it. And also, I have the uh, final issue of this storyline, <laughs> but uh, none of the rest. Oh, that's that's too bad. Yeah. So you'd read the final one before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's kind of occasionally hard to find some of those Mark Wade comics, uh, right. especially the earlier ones that he wrote. Because uh, I, I don't know how long it was before this that he had been writing the book. Uh, maybe like a year, I don't know. But, is, it, uh, is this the title where he became like a guy, like a name? He made his name on okay. this book, yeah. So then that's probably why, too. A lot of people probably go back and exactly, yeah. snatch him up. Yeah, at, least, at least it's like where people started noticing him. And also, right. like, you know, I think around the time, like in the... Like around zero hour area, that's where it was really getting like a lot of attention. Oh, okay. And people were just sort of confused why the Flash was being talked about so much. <laughs> right. You know, because, like, I love the Flash. Again, not as much as a Joji. Well, clearly. Right. But, you know, I love the Flash. Mm. And uh, I think he's awesome. I think he's a cool character. Uh, but, you know, I mean, not a lot of hype surrounding that character usually. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's just kind of. He's a journeyman. He kind of does his thing. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, you know, at that point, he'd already had a failed television program. Right. Uh, you know, which, uh, it's, it's a fine program. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I own it on DVD. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it's it's Barry Allen, but his personality was more Wally. Right. Yeah, they, um, the they kind of amalgamated him. Yeah. Uh, and, but, you know, uh, you know, that, yeah, had been off the air for a couple of years, and so, you know, who was talking about The Flash, right? Right. I mean, he's no Batman. Exactly. He is no Batman. And, uh, you know, people talk about The Flash, you say, well, what's the deal with that? And they find out that it's because, uh, this guy, Mark Wade is kind of doing a bang-up job on yeah, it. Yeah. And it also, at the time, had some pretty awesome art mm -hmm. from, uh, Mike Waringo. Yeah. The, the late, great yep. Mike Waringo. Yeah, he was good. He was. Unfortunately, he did not draw this uh, uh, storyline. It's a uh, Greg LaRock. Yeah, Roke, something like that. Yeah, he's, and he's it, not bad. He's not bad, but you know, he's not 
special. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of flair to it other than there's a couple times where, like, it felt kind of 90s. Like, like whenever the uh, there's this super villain team called the Combine that shows up. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they look like they're right out of, like, a, a Youngblood comic or something. Right. And then he also kind of put Wally's uh, girlfriend Linda's tits in a couple of panels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, like even, like, go so far as to have this, like, there's this weird tickle fight. Yeah, where uh, yeah. there's like a camera angle from kind of underneath her yeah, and yeah. showing her boobs like hanging out the bottom of her shirt. And I was like, we don't need that. Yeah. yeah. We don't need that. We need that in a Tim Vigil comic or something, you know. <laughs> we don't need this here. Uh, or at least it's the kind of thing you would expect from a Greg Lyon comic. Exactly. Yeah. Tasteless trash. Tasteless trash. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I noticed that quite a bit every time he drew uh, Linda Park. Uh, Wally's girlfriend. She was always pretty hypersexualized for right. You know, just hanging no out. Reason. Normal. Clothes yeah, she's like and, cooking. You know, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they were like having a romantic evening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, the art. Yeah, like I'm gonna say, I don't like it. I, I had zero problem with it. Like, like I don't have any problems with it. Mm-hmm. But like you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I never stopped and stared at any individual panel or well, anything. Well, to, it, it kind of reminds me of Vertigo art sometimes too. Like, I mean, with the absence of like the combine and some of the '90s kind of elements, right? But I, I, that's the thing I think works so good for Vertigo is over the years they've really figured out that, uh, like, other than like Sam Keith's kind of early run on Sandman, there's a lot of just kind of real straightforward. Kind of cartoony, kind of realistic, but nothing special, nothing, no flair, right. which works perfect, I think, on Vertigo comics. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Simon Bisley did some Hellblazers, but, but I've always liked that about Vertigo, where it was just kind of. I don't think that's a Vertigo thing. I think that's a Sandman thing. Really? Like even like Why the Last Man and. Okay, Why the Last Man? Sure. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've noticed I mean, that a lot on Vertigo books over the years. But, you know, Vertigo. They also have you know artists like. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy and yeah, uh, yeah. you know uh, Dave McKean, uh, Sean right. Phillips, uh, right, 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 Jill Thompson, uh, <laughs> all right, Phil Menez, all right. <laughs> Maybe I'm just reading some different Vertigo books. I, I mean, I see what you're saying because I think you're kind of right. Like even fables, because there are. Uh, like the ones I the ones I read, like the early tr- first. The trade. early, sure, yeah. But when Mark Buckingham came along, I think that changed that uh, too. Okay. though. because uh, Mark Buckingham's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but no, I totally see what you're saying though, because I think, especially in the early days, there was a lot of uh, Vertigo comics that fit that mold. I right. Think. Yeah, and I, I think that was just sort of a thing for DC though too, across the board. Uh, like, like after Image. Like, Marvel went the full, well, we gotta do what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of for, for the kids. Right. And get DC, splat in here. Right, yeah. And then DC was just sort of like, well, we're just gonna continue doing that other thing. Right. You know, we're, we're just making comics. Right. You know. I, I think that works really well on a superhero book, especially when it's a, a good story, to not be flamboyant and crazy. Because, oh, yeah. like, it's already so over the top that, like it almost just works better. Like like I don't know. I really really enjoyed the feel of this book because mm-hmm. um, it just seems so classic. 
yeah, yeah, and like I said, I don't have any problem with the art in this comic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I don't like it. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Like, I would never, like, look on eBay for a, a LaRook page or something. Right, yeah. But, but uh, yeah. Because I think, you know, the kind of thing that we're talking about, like, Mark Maringo did fantastically, but also had, like, a style and flair to it. Right. But could also, like, you know, keep it toned down when right. it needed to be. He, he could reel it in. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think for me, that describes perfect superhero art. Mm-hmm. You know, just something that, you know, when you need it to, you know, it is just straightforward, you know, just grids and whatever. Right. And then when crazy shit happens, you know, the artist can go crazy right. you know, with it. But it doesn't, doesn't. But but never overpowers right. the story. You know? Yeah. Never, never uh, does a, a Rob Liefeld or a Tom McFarlane <laughs> to the art. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so the art is serviceable in this yeah, story. It works. It, it tells it tells that story. It does. It tells that story. Uh, I do, however, uh, after uh, starting with issue seventy-five, love the covers uh, a lot more than I like the interior art. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's doing the covers? Uh, from 75 on, it's uh, Ty Templeton. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I dig a Ty Templeton. I didn't even notice that. I dig him, because, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He is good. Yeah. Very good. I like a Ty Templeton. I can't say that enough. <laughs> so, should we spoil this story? We're probably going to spoil this yeah. story. It is a 20-year-old story, right. after all. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, you know, it's not in print anymore. Oh, it's not? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, not really. I mean, Mark Wade's got such a following. He does, uh, but not at DC Comics. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that? Uh, he's probably burned some bridges here and there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, Mark Wade's a pretty vocal kind of guy. Oh, okay. Who uh, enjoys having his uh, opinion out there, and uh, and uh, we'll certainly try to back it up as much as possible. And maybe he doesn't enjoy a lot of what's happening over at the the oh. current DC regime. Maybe. But, and, and they would <laughs> they would let his books go out of print because of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, Cause, yeah, because they would be making the money. I mean, he would make a little bit. I heard an interview once with Kelly Jones. Uh, the uh, fantastic artist of uh, Dead Man and Batman fame. And many ads within these books and here. Many ads within these books. So we need to talk about the ads. Oh, yeah, 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 we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I heard this interview once with Kelly Jones where uh, he was talking about how, uh, like, you know, like, like he had a pretty lengthy run on Batman for a while from like the mid to late 90s. The night. Uh, he started, well, he did the covers for there, but then, uh, you know, uh, I think when Bruce Wayne returned after the whole Nightfall uh, uh, thing where Azrael was Batman for a while, right? Uh, when Bruce Wayne returned, Kelly Jones started, like, being an interior artist on okay. Batman, right? Uh, and I think that lasted 50 or so issues, and uh, he said that uh, DC flat out told him that because of, like, some sort of weird political thing, uh, his books would never be published in a trade paper rack form. Huh. Even though he was drawing Batman. Right. <laughs> you know, arguably one of the most popular characters ever. Yeah. Yeah. 
however, they have changed their mind. There's a book coming out soon, which is uh, starting to collect uh, his entire run on Batman. Oh. So, well, that's good. But yeah, he he was told that uh, you know yeah just because of some sort of political thing, like something he did. Uh, I don't know. It was something that like he refused to draw something, and they're like, well, if you don't draw this, you're never gonna have uh, Batman trades. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like and, and I'm, this is something that I. Uh, heard like four or five years ago so i clearly don't remember the details right that's that's just crazy yeah i just remember the gist of it was that uh dc was refusing to publish you know reprint his work and so yeah dc apparently would totally do that uh, right. just <laughs> fuck someone over wow. wow so uh they're apparently currently doing that to mark wade oh, that's too bad <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this book, uh, you can, uh, probably find an expensive trade paperback or, uh, um, uh, you can trade on these issues or individual issues. Uh, they may be available digitally. I don't know for sure. Mm. Uh, cause they, they are releasing quite a bit of older stuff, uh, digitally. All right. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're going to have to talk about, uh, the twist of the book. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Barry starts behaving kind of weird. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. And, and in an awesome way, like when it first starts happening, like, uh, I love that scene because he's basically beating the shit out of the, uh, one of the combine guys, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and Wally West goes over to, to let, let Barry know that Wally is okay. Like, right. he, he thinks that's why he's beating the guy up because, yeah, he, he may have killed Wally. Right. Um, but he overhears, uh, Barry is just telling the guy that I am the Flash. Right. And he's just kicking his ass because the you know the guy was like we killed the Flash thinking right. he, thinking he killed Wally West and yeah so Barry is uh, going nuts yeah and uh, the, the, the following issue uh, Barry and Wally are out on a, on a mission and they get caught in a death trap uh, Barry manages to escape and then leaves Wally in there yeah uh, on purpose on purpose yeah yeah uh, because uh, he's tired of having Wally be a pretender. And uh, he's come to reclaim the the Flash title to be the one and only Flash, right? And uh, has designs on killing uh, Golden Age Flash too, because uh, there are too many Flashes. Yeah, yeah. And what a dick! And and who is that guy that's like hanging out the hologram of the, of the guy at the Death Trap? Was he the, like the leader of the Combine or something? Maybe some sort of weird alien and like some sort of yeah. s- special clothes. But they, I don't think they ever even call him by name. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't recall. Uh, I think it was this. Is it? Was it the second one? No, I think it was this one. Is that one? This is the one with the <clears throat> death trap. It's issue seventy six. If you're if you're playing along at home. Yeah. But yeah, there's this weird kind of alien. He kind of looks like, I don't know, some sort of, you know, celestial god kind of kind of thing, and has like a sort of royal outfit. With a scepter, maybe. <laughs> I remember in a scepter. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that guy? Yeah, yeah. Who, who the hell is that? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... He's just, like, hanging out in the, de- in the death trap room. Right. And then, like, they realize he's a hologram, and then he just kind of disappears. But it was like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure Joe will know. Sure. He'll let us know. Maybe we can text him later. I could text him. Yeah. <laughs> I could text him right yeah. now? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to be texting Joe here. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so Barry leaves Wally to die. And, uh, Wally, uh, doesn't seem to, uh, appreciate that. No, he kind of, uh, he kind of goes home and, like, has a, kind of a little identity crisis. I think they may even call it that at one point. Um, because I, when I read that, I was like, oh, just like the comic book <laughs> identity crisis. But, but yeah, so he's like conflicted, you know, like, you know, why is, uh, why is Barry doing this to me? Like, should I just pretend like I'm, I am, my flash is dead, you know? Should I just roll with that or should I try to like, you know, figure it out? But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, he kind of, he's kind of mopey. Yeah, he kind of mopes around in his Miami Vice suit. Um, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. He does have like a totally awesome white Don Johnson suit that yeah. he walks around the streets in. <laughs> Unshaven. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happens when you're depressed. When you're Don Johnson. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I would say that, uh, he just, uh, sat around the house, uh, eating a lot, but, uh, you know, that's normal for the flesh. Oh, yeah. He has to, because his metabolism. Yeah. Right. He has to carbo load it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, was a, uh, I think it's a thing that is no longer a part of, uh, you know. Oh, he uh, doesn't do that anymore. He, he doesn't. Well, Wally doesn't really exist anymore. Oh. Well, who's who's the current Flash? Barry Allen. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. eventually Barry Allen returned. What do you mean? He returned in this series. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. It turns out he didn't. It's not really Barry Allen, folks. It is not really Barry Allen. It is the reverse Flash, Professor Zoom. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and he fooled everybody, including me. Yeah? Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why is Barry being so crazy? <laughs> I was like, this is not cool. <laughs> like, up until the point where he's, like, in his yellow costume. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it was just, like, the colorist didn't get a memo or something. <laughs> but, yeah, so Wally figures it out. Yeah. Uh, because he reads... He uh, reads the book about the life the story book, of the Flash. Right, yeah. Which is always helpful to have uh, when you're... In a comic, to have a book about the the, the story comic. of the character, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Lex Luthor would have had the life story of Superman early uh, early on? You know, uh, I think I talked about this last week, didn't I? Uh, I watched, uh, uh, maybe I talked about it on a different show, uh, but uh, there's a uh, Justice League animated uh, movie that came out uh, that is uh, basically the plot of it is that uh, Lex Luthor. Uh, dies uh but then like archaeologists uh, find his body in that's like, right. the 28th century and then he wakes up in the 31st century in the superman museum right and learns everything about uh, superman and then travels back in time to kill clark that Kent. is kind of similar to this yeah, yeah. huh because yeah that's basically what happened was in the future professor zoom uh well in the future actually barry allen kills professor zoom right yes uh, well, the... But before that happened. Well, before the, uh, before Crisis and all that, uh, Professor Zoom had killed Barry's wife, uh, Iris Allen, uh, also known as Iris West, Wally's aunt. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so Barry 
not necessarily out of revenge or anything. I think it was they were just fighting, and it just sort of happened accidentally. Uh, he killed Professor Zoom. Uh, and then he disappeared into the far future. And, uh, uh, you know, so, so then, you know, and then the Flash book got canceled so that Barry could die. All right. All right. right. <clears throat> Did we get a response from Joe? Huh? Did we get a response from We did get a response from Joe. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe has no real answer. Uh, he just says, looks like some guy working for the Combine. I like his 90s ponytail. <laughs> well, Joe has lots of friends with ponytails. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically I guess Joe also does not know. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> uh, so what were we talking about? Professor Zoom. And Professor Zoom, yeah. So he, he goes, like... He he's a huge fan, right, of of Barry Allen. It turns out that uh, yeah, uh, before he becomes the Reverse Flash, he uh, was yeah he was a giant fan of of uh, the Flash, the the real Flash, Barry Allen, mm-hmm. and uh, because he is from the future, <laughs> uh, like twenty sixth century, something like that, right? Twenty uh, fifth century, I don't know, can't remember. Uh, yeah, he's just a big fan of the Flash. He's read uh, the life story of the Flash, uh, a book that uh, he owns, and uh, so much so that uh, he has uh, gotten plastic surgery so that he looks like Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. He has replicated uh, the accident that gave Barry his powers so that he could have super speed just right. like Barry Allen. And he did it well, yeah, because that's not something you can easily replicate. No, yeah. Uh, and then he uh, managed to... Uh, get a hold of uh, Barry's uh, cosmic treadmill, which allowed him to travel through time. <laughs> That's right, like an antique store. Yeah. And uh, so he traveled back in time just so he could get the chance to meet Barry Allen and, and uh, just to reveal to him how much he loves Barry Allen. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, uh, it's a cosmic treadmill that has been sitting around for a couple of centuries. Oh. It's, uh, Might not be calibrated right. It's not in proper working order. <gasps> So he actually winds up uh, years after Barry Allen has already died, and Wally West is the the Flash, uh, and so he sort of uh, and and the time travel sort of discombobulated his brain, mm-hmm. and he winds up walking into the Flash Museum, uh, where he learns uh, that uh, he is the Flash's greatest villain. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. What? Yeah. Like, that's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode right there. It kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so, rather than uh, deal with that fact, he basically has a complete mental collapse Mm -hmm. and just now thinks he is Barry Allen. Right. And uh, he's just furious that uh, this this upstart kid is... Usurping his title. Exactly. And, and And I guess, you know, time travel would kind of confuse you a little bit. Sure. So, you know, who knows? Tommy wimey wibbly wobbly. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he that, looks. That's a Doctor Who thing. I assumed it was. <laughs> and, and he looks just like Barry Allen, so he's like, mm, I probably am Barry Allen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then he, he just kind of goes crazy. Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, uh, if you're a guy who 
loves something so much that you uh, change your physical appearance and your own biological makeup right. just to resemble that thing that you love, right. you're not exactly not 100% stable. sane. No, I have, yeah. Which com- leads me to uh, my next question. Why hasn't Joe G had construction surgery to look like Wally West? <laughs> and I, I could see him doing that. Yeah, I could see him doing yeah. that too, and uh, trying to replicate the experiments right. that uh, give him his powers. Maybe like going around to Trader's World and looking for an old treadmill or something. Right, like right. He could yeah. convert him. Because like, he could just. Joe's a smart guy. He could probably just take a regular treadmill and, and make it fix it up. I mean, cosmic you know, treadmill, right? Yeah, you gotta just add some like crystals and shit to it. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You know, and uh, yeah, just uh, he goes around buying various chemicals to put on a rack and set it near a window. Right. Uh, you know, with a lightning rod attached so that it'll uh, right. hit that and explode all over him. Yeah. So that he it, gets powers. It sounds like a good, a good weekend project. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something to do in the garage. Yeah. Maybe that's the uh, secret room in his nerd room that we couldn't see. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. This is experiment room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's so secret that uh, Jenny doesn't even know about Ooh. it. Yeah. Oh, you can't keep secrets like that. No, don't keep secrets from your wife, what, Joe. What if she is also a superhero and she's keeping that secret? That would make a great sitcom. That would be. And, like, they go out and sometimes they, like, fight crime together, like, uh-huh. on a team maybe together, and neither one of them knows. That would be weird. Oh, wow, yeah. Or... I would see, no, I was going actually with, uh, you know, she actually is a superhero. Jenny, Joe's wife, is a superhero. Okay. Joe desperately wants to be a superhero. Oh, okay. But he just hasn't been able to do it yet. That's a good show, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either one of those would make great shows. I'd watch mm-hmm. both, yeah, actually. Especially yeah. if they starred the actual people. Joe and Jenny? Yeah. Yeah. Joe and Jenny. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier how I thought this was like a great like just classic superhero story and it was just fun and simple and cute and then it turns into this weird crazy thing yeah and and like it didn't it didn't lessen uh my enjoyment at all right like it, it probably made it better right but because there was an actual story happening well yeah i mean i mean there is a story in the first issue it was just oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. a little simple crime story yeah i mean yeah it was it's uh to me what should be the you know, perfect sort of superhero comic is that it, uh, you know, is part of a larger story, but also can tell a, a single issue story, too. Those are great. Yeah. I, lo- I love those. Yeah. I mean, you know, n- this whole thing is, you know, collected in trade paperback called The Return of Barry Island, but uh, never once on any of these covers do they say The Return of Barry Island yeah. Part 4. Exactly. Yeah. You know, which I think if this had been published nowadays, you know, there would have been a six-issue oh. series leading up to the return of Barry Can you Allen. imagine? And then six issues where, you know, Barry Allen's great, and then six issues of Barry Allen's losing his mind, right. and then six issues of the final battle between Wally and it, Professor It would have been horrible. Yeah. That would have been horrible. <laughs> but yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. That's what it would have been. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here they, they do it pretty well, and then we get uh, some other speedsters in the mix. Oh, uh, yeah. We get uh, Johnny Quick and uh, Max Mercury, yeah. who uh, both play major roles throughout uh, Mark Wade's run on the book. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Max Mercury eventually becomes the the mentor to Impulse when he uh, shows up. Yeah, because Jay Garrick and the two guys you just mentioned, uh, Dicky Quick and what was the other guy? Johnny Quick. Johnny Quick. <laughs> Dicky Quick is a different guy altogether. Okay. <laughs> well, th- those three—they're all kind of. That's my important name. 
<laughs> I thought it was Dick Trickle. No, that's your racing name. <laughs> uh, but but they're all three kind of trying to give uh, Wally West some uh, some superhero advice, like how to be a better Flash and how to tune in to his powers and right. like learn deeper uh, you know access to them. Because uh, basically his whole thing is that uh, Wally Wally is slower than Barry was. Like he doesn't have the full range of powers, and the, like it's a lot of fluctuating back and forth. Yeah, and, uh, he doesn't have the full set of abilities that Barry has. Uh, but uh, you know, the other guys kind of realize that it's probably just a psychological thing because he because he admires Barry so much that you know he feels that if he tapped into his full potential, he would be completely replacing Barry instead of just sort of honoring Barry. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm glad that they went that route. It was kind of like a Luke Skywalker moment. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they all join in on the battle, and then they're fighting Barry, and the Barry kind of kind of kicks their ass. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, after that is when we uh, get the reveal that he is uh, Professor Zoom. In uh, the uh, the book that uh, Wally finds is uh was was Professor Zoom's book uh that he brought with him from the future. Uh and just in his post time travel haze just dropped it in the, the alley that he showed up in. And some homeless nerd finds it. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh he kinda looks like Peter Laird. Sort of <laughs> I don't know what Peter Laird looks like. He kinda like. looks like that guy. <laughs> um but then uh yeah so so it's this book that was written uh, just a few years into the future, uh, that uh, was also written by Iris Allen. Yep. Wally's aunt. This makes you think. Who is supposed to be dead. Supposed to be, yeah. In uh, 93, she's supposed to have already been gone. Right. But this was like 97. Mysteries. Yeah. And and does that, and like they don't clear that up in, in this series, but no. they it kind of gives them a little bit of hope or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that something they address? It, it does a uh, storyline that comes uh, to fruition uh, mm. around issue 100 or so. Okay. Zero issue even. So around 1997? And there was also even a graphic novel called The Life Story of the Flash. I've seen that. I own that. Oh. Oh. Are you from the future? <laughs> I am from 1997. Wow, the future! <laughs> Oh man, what's the new Nirvana album like? Not as good. Uh, I'll wait and see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you know kind of funny that you mentioned this because uh, back in the day when I was uh, trying to actively make comics, mm-hmm. uh, my my partner and I came up with a story idea. It was a time travel story. Uh, called 1994, the future sold out, <laughs> right. and uh, it was about aliens who, like, you know, basically would buy time travel packages and uh, basically go on vacation into the past. And these two aliens who, uh, you know, traveled to 1994, and uh, they decide that uh, they're just going to stick around and uh, you know try to take over the world. <laughs> and uh, then a uh, hapless uh, slacker from 1994 gets involved, and uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, his name was Jason Young, and he worked at a comic shop, <laughs> and he was just stuck in uh, 1994. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was Kurt Cobain. It yeah. was really me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have I read that? 
no, because it never happened. Uh, okay, it wasn't Timeliners then. No, okay, no okay. Yeah, it was uh, like something else that we were going to be doing. Oh, yeah. Man, I would love to have seen that. Yeah. Because I'm narcissistic. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it also sounds good. Right. But, you know, we, we came up with this idea back in like 2005. Because I was still stuck in 94. Exactly. Yes. Right. <laughs> now I'm, I'm kind of like in 1998 now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm kind of with you. You know, I'd, I'd be fine with 94 forever. Yeah. That was a good year. It was a pretty good year. And, uh, like I was, uh, talking to someone, uh, the other day and, uh, we, uh, we were kind of trying to gauge like, uh, our musical, uh, interests. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, like, I really peaked at around, like, 2000 and just kind of stopped listening to music. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm definitely stuck in the, in the you know, mid to late 90s You're as far right. as, like, my my prime music listening wow, era. Music was so good then. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> MTV was still probably playing videos. Occasionally, yeah. 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 And Beavis and Butthead was around. Right. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. There's still some great music now. We, yeah, I'm sure there is. I just have no interest in looking right, for it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is ironic because it's like easier to get now. Right. On the internet. Yeah. yeah. But well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyway, The Flash. So yeah, why wasn't Professor Zoom really uh, just upset that when he came back he couldn't check his email? <laughs> yeah. Like, it seems like that would have been a bigger part of the story. <laughs> Because there's no computers and, uh, like, you know, like, because yeah. <laughs> he's from the future. Right, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm sure there were computers in 93 where people were checking their email, but. I'm sure. I I, I, hadn't, I probably didn't know. I didn't have one. I don't think I saw a computer until, like, 98, something like that. Yeah. I'm serious. Not even your school? No. Well, maybe not not an internet connected computer. Okay, right. yeah. Because I never got onto the internet until probably ninety nine. Yeah, I, I was I was talking about the internet. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, the internet. Okay, I'm with you. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ninety eight is when I got on the internet the first time. I would yeah. go to the library and uh, log on so I could uh, look for jobs. Mine was at my girlfriend's house. Yeah. Ninety eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my parents didn't get the internet until after I moved out. Because <laughs> they didn't want it to be just bogged down with porn. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's clearly all that I've done since I've lived on my own with the internet. Right? Yeah. Right? It's what it's for. Pretty much. Podcasts and porn. <laughs> Why don't we do a porno podcast? We could. Yeah, we totally could. Yeah. We just watch pornos and review them. Uh-huh. That'd be great. No, it wouldn't. No. It would be awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, there's like no real angle that you could do that where it would be fun. Yeah. Uh, not for us. I mean, no, it wouldn't be no, fun for us. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Flash. Yeah, so, you know, um, it kind of turns out all right. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a happyish ending. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a comic that uh, should be considered one of the classic superhero books, but uh, because DC refuses to reprint it, it's not. That's so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, because it's it's like a real good. It's 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 really well built. Like it builds up, and yeah. you know, it, there's twists, but it's not like like it builds up, but it's not like you said. You know, if it came out now, it would be like four times as long. Right. Um, but it's like yeah, it's like eight issues. It's like the perfect length for a story like this. Yeah. 
I will say this. Uh, there is one aspect to this uh, story that I did not enjoy, and that may just be Joe's fault for not including it. Oh, but apparently Green Lantern number 40? Major, a major portion of this story takes place in an issue of Green Lantern. I yeah, almost forgot about that. That, yeah, that pissed me off, too. <laughs> And and it, I mean like it, I didn't get pissed off at Joe. Right. It just reminded me like you know I was like yeah superhero comics can be fun yeah. and like it reminded me of what I specifically dislike dislike about superhero yeah. comics like like even this was like oh yeah uh, you know just kind of throws you like a chapter ahead because yep. there was a Green Lantern tie-in. Yep. Um, it was like apparently a major aspect <laughs> of it where right. where. When we still think it's Barry and he is just like full blown dickitude. Right. Yeah, like we don't ever see any of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, it seems completely unnecessary. Like when, when you look back at this, it's like, you know, I mean, Hal Jordan is in like the first issue or so. Right. But it seems like completely unnecessary for them to have tied that in. Right. You know? Yeah, and that's another thing. There would have been, uh, if this had happened now, there would have been uh, one-shots of uh, oh yeah, all the members of the Justice League interacting individually with uh, the return to Barry Allen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, like, uh, it's forgivable when, when that happens every once in a while, but it, it just does bother me. Yeah. Like, you know, just keep the story in this book. Exactly. Like, yeah, there was no reason that that part of the story couldn't have happened. In and, this. and like maybe if Green Lantern would have been a huge integral part of every issue, right? Like I'd have been like, okay, I sure kind of yeah. see it. But yeah, he like is in the first issue and he's just kind of eating like cake or something, right? Yeah. You know, hanging out under the mistletoe. Or whatever. And yeah, it's it's the whole thing that you know Barry and Hal were were friends, right? You know, but yeah, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh we we have had Joe as part of the show now here, but uh, Joe has actually uh, sent us an email uh, mm. earlier uh, with uh, some of his thoughts on the, on this comic. Okay, so I uh, figured I would read that, and then uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit too. Okay, cool. Uh, if that's cool, yeah. yeah. So uh, <coughs> it's always good to hear from Joe. He, he is sort of the. Uh, uh, invisible uh, aspect of this episode, because uh, because. I mean, to us, like, you know, he, he's our Flash guy. He is our Flash guy. Yeah. Yep. He's our go-to guy. Yep. Uh, I mean, you see how easily he cleared up that mystery when I had that question about that character <laughs> that's earlier? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just on top of that shit. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he's just always there for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I am just going to cold read the email that Joe sent me. All 18 pages. <laughs> It's uh, it's not that long, but uh, yeah. So here here's Joe uh, in my voice. <laughs> yeah, don't do a Joe impression. I, I won't. Yeah. Have a good old yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't even know how to do a Joe impression. Right? Yeah, you just have to laugh and uh, he does. He laughs a lot. He does laugh a yeah. lot, but in a in a good way. Oh yeah, like it's it's infectious. It is. Mm. All right, I've been asked by Eric to write some. Uh, write up some thoughts on The Flash, and specifically the return of Barry Allen. I'm sure that he and Jason have already done a fine job of talking about the story. <laughs> right. Yes. 
That said, I think it cannot be overstated how important the return of Barry Allen was to The Flash. While it had, uh, while it had rarely been overtly stated, Wally West's time as The Flash up until that point was always under Barry's shadow. He took the identity as a way to honor his uncle's memory. He wasn't as flat, as fast as Barry was. He spent a ton of times, spent a ton of time fighting villains who kept reminding him that he wasn't the real Flash. It had been seven years since Wally had become the Flash, and he still felt like something of a fill-in. They were marking time until Barry's return and the status quo would be restored. The return of Barry Allen changed that. Mark Wade has said that when he came onto the book in 1992, people were still asking about when Barry would be back. I imagine it's a bit like the people at cons today asking when Wally West will return. Those uh, people are Joji. Those people are Joji and Eric Schottenborn. <laughs> uh, and they should be right. Um, um, this is uh, this is just me talking. Uh, it actually has been stated that Wally West is returning to the comics. Uh, okay. He was uh, removed from continuity when DC rebooted everything with the New 52. Uh, and uh, him and a couple of other characters, and uh, they always get asked about at conventions, uh, to the point where the editors at DC would pretty much just dismiss those questions. <laughs> wow. Uh, but Wally West is returning. Uh, we don't know in what form, uh, but he, he will be back. Sweet. Yeah. I guess. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen here. Nobody knows. All right. The angle that he took was to give those people what they wanted, but not what they expected. Looking at it now, it's as if the story was written specifically for those people asking that question. It's a story that unlikely would have brought the Barry fans back to the title, and then turns around and shows them how incredible Wally West is in comparison. Most importantly, though, I feel like the return of Barry Allen erased that fill-in mentality that had surrounded Wally and established him as the status quo Flash, so to speak. Barry Allen wasn't coming back. Wally wasn't a placeholder anymore. While he may have started wearing the suit back at the end of Crisis, this story is where Wally West became the Flash. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah. It's exactly it, what it is. It did a good job, because, yeah, it felt like, while I was reading it, I was like, okay, they're... You know, they're bringing Barry back, and uh, then maybe this guy will become Kid Flash or whatever right, again, right. Or, 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 you know, Man-Child Flash or whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, it it does kind of, like like you said, solidify, like, you know, like, it would just be bad. Right. This is the, this is the bad scenario right. that would happen. And, you know, uh, at the time, and, and kind of tying into this, because we're, we're reading this comic, and it's from 20 years ago. And we're reading these single issues, and there are ads all over these. Oh, yeah. For, like, the other major crossover things happening across the DC like universe. Like the Superman. Superman, Reign of the Superman, right. uh, Funeral for a Friend, that kind of thing. Nightfall. Nightfall, where they replaced uh, Bruce Wayne with a more violent, crazy oh, yeah. version. Yeah, they were kind of just replacing everybody, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, but, it, like, they did that with... Uh, they, they brought in Azrael to be like this hyper violent guy that, like, you know, the fans said that they wanted, you know, the one that would kill the villains and, you know, had sharp claws and, you know, uh, high tech suits. And, you know, they did that to point out that, uh, well, this is what you say you wanted, but, uh, you don't really want this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want a poster of it. You don't want a series of it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> And that is what the internet is for now. Yeah. So you exactly. can get that poster. Right. 
but uh, you can still have that uh, the actual good comic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so a few a few other flashbacks for you. These are from Joji. These are from Joji. Uh, we'll say this flash fact is a thing that uh, was a uh, long-established uh, part of the Flash comics. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Whenever Barry or Wally would need to, like, you know, give some exposition about something scientific, it'd be a Flash fact. That's what they would call it? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. So this story provides a neat little retcon of the reverse Flash's origin. Prior to this story, he had gained his powers after finding an old costume of Barry's in a time capsule and using science to amplify the latent super speed molecules found in there, uh, found a way that ended up giving him super speed, which he used to rob banks. <laughs> it seems like robbing the bank, you wouldn't need the speed, but getting away is where sure, it would come in yeah, handy. Yeah. Uh, Reverse Flash has something of a history impersonating Barry Allen. He tried to take Barry's place at his wedding to Iris West in Flash number 165, and again later in uh, another attempt to score Iris, Flash 233. He ultimately ended up killing Iris because uh, she refused to be with him, as revealed in Flash 283. Wow, so he was all about some Iris. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? He He wanted to dilate that Iris. Yeah. Okay. The return of Barry Allen not only redefines Wally, but also his supporting cast. Prior to Wade taking over the title, Wally's supporting class, uh, cast had included his mom, his lawyer, a few reformed villains of Barry's, occasionally elongated man, and a rotating cast of women with whom Wally was sleeping. Mark Wade more or less jettisoned all of that, save for the occasional appearance by Pied Piper and a supporting character named Linda Park, who became Wally's main love interest. The return of Barry Allen then has Wade build that supporting cast back up into what would become known as the Flash family. Jay Garrick becomes a regular fixture on the book going forward. Johnny Quick makes it only his second appearance in a Flash comic, the first being a one-shot special back in the 80s. And Max Mercury, a new old speedster character formerly called Quicksilver. Um pretty sure that was uh, that was a Marvel character who's going to be in two different movies coming out. <laughs> Uh, Joe obviously doesn't know anything about comics. Yeah, Joe's awful. <laughs> anyway, Max Mercury, a new old speedster character formerly called Quicksilver, now redefined as an expert on all things speed-related. The Flash family would eventually include Impulse, Jesse Quick, the Tornado Twins, and every other speedster throughout time and space ever to use the name of the Flash. Hmm. Fun fact about Max Mercury, his only appearance between being Quicksilver in the 40s and the return of Barry Allen is in a character limbo in Animal, Animal Man number 25. Oh, wow. Huh. I could go on and on, but this is more fun for me than it is for you. <laughs> I like the Flash a lot, you guys. Yeah, it kind of sums it up. Yeah. Joji, everybody. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Well, yeah, that, that was something I forgot about. The Pied Piper, he used to be a villain, but he's like kind of like the... the uh, the street guy, the narc for Flash, he, he yeah. kind of fills him in on what's going on. He's, uh, he's one of Wally's best friends. Hmm. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Uh, I'm not entirely hmm. sure. Uh, but I do know that uh, one of the very first Wally West Flash comics that I ever read, I, I don't even think it was a Mark Waid issue at all, uh, but uh, it had uh, the Pied Piper in it, and uh, the Pied Piper came out to the Flash. Came out uh, as a as a homosexual man. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that was uh, 
90? 91? Wow. Whatever uh, that was. Uh, it was an issue where Superman and the Flash raced. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the opening of the book was uh, Wally and the Pied Piper hanging out, and the uh, Pied Piper comes out as gay. So, pretty progressive. Yeah. Was that before the, uh, um, the, the uh, what was the guy from Alpha Flight that came out? Uh, North Star? North Star. Was that before he did or after? Oh, boy. Because I know that was a huge deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. So I wonder if that was like them like, oh, we can do that too. Uh, yeah, I don't know where that falls. I can't, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I do know that the uh, the Flash handled it better. Yeah. It, even it wasn't like during a two-page uh, splash page where the character is actually jumping in the air when he uh, reveals his homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I'm pretty sure that's what happened in the in the alpha. Flight. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, yeah, it was just uh, Wally and uh, Piper having a conversation like two normal human beings. Right. That's who in- just also happened to have superpowers. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I think. Well, you mentioned earlier the ads. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the one thing I do kind of love about reading old comics is just looking at the ads. Oh, yeah. Like for, like, like race car toys and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, or there's, uh, like some cheap-ass guitar that you could buy, the Rockster. <laughs> right? Uh, just, like, old video games. Oh, yeah, like there was the Batman Returns video game ad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, this game is out of, out of this world, and, like, they show it. A screenshot that's like the size of a twenty-five cent coin, right? You know, because they they really don't want to show you what it looks like. Oh, here's an ad. But the best one, <laughs> yeah. Huh? I think this is the best one. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Are, we, are we really talking about the same one? Oh yeah. Okay. Because like I just accidentally turned to this, oh. and like I do remember like when I first read this uh, like a week ago or whatever, I did want to talk about it. Uh, but just because it is a, uh, it's a PSA ad, featuring the Flash, right? Um, I think it's about uh, AIDS. Yeah, it's yeah. about it's about uh, some kids on the basketball court, and one of them won't <clears throat> drink after the other one, and he's joking. He's like, because he has AIDS, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's terrible. It's terrible in every possible way you could imagine. Uh, but the greatest thing about this is that uh, this uh, six-panel PSA about AIDS featuring the Flash. Is drawn by Travis Cherist. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's come a long way. Yeah, he's come a long way. And yeah. and like like I think the first few issues of this have his artwork in various spots because there was an ad for Dark Stars in one That's issue. Right. And, yep. But like, but yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is a guy that has come a long way. Because uh, yeah, because even that ad is just a piss poor Jim Lee clone yep. kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, you know, actually, I I believe maybe it was his second work, but it was his first full comic work. Uh, Travis Cheris did a Flash annual. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I think I may own that. That that was when I first first saw it. I remember I bought that annual because I thought the art was awesome. Right. And now looking back at it, I'm like, it's not so awesome. No, it's not. But, yeah. But it's interesting because what he did become, I still think, is awesome. Oh yeah. So, like, I saw something in there. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he definitely had something. Yeah. Because, yeah, back in 93 or whatever, like, yeah, the first time I saw his art, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. Just because it fucking looked like Jim Lee. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and, like, to the point where he was even doing, you know, Wildcats and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, just 
like like just I don't I don't even know if it was a slow transition, but but just you know it just sort of happened where yeah. he started becoming. It was actually really good. Yeah, like like what we know of as Travis Charis now. I think it was that X Men Wildcats crossover. I like, think it started before that, but really? that, that was definitely a, a big chunk of that. I think thing. that's the first time where I was like, wow. Like, yeah. I, like, I remember buying Dark Stars and reading it just because of the art. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, once once uh, he kind of came into his own, yeah. yeah. His Wildcat stuff was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yes. He's, he's a really good artist who can't fucking do any work. I know. It's so depressing. What was that Meta Baron's book that... He oh. did like twelve pages of it. I was so bummed out because that thing was shrink wrapped. Yeah. And I bought it and uh because you know they'd been hyping it as his new work. Right. Yeah, and he did like not even a fourth of it. Right. Oh, I was so bummed out. I actually just gave it back to the store. Yeah. After I bought it. Not only that, but it took like ten years for that to happen. Right. Yeah. Like ten years for him to do That's like crazy. twenty pages. Right. Yeah. Craziness. Fucking ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So, The Flash, Return of Barry Allen. We ruined the story for everybody. Yeah. But it's okay, because you can't find it anyway. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, uh, if you want to go read some other Mark Wade Flash books, uh, they're mostly all pretty good around you know, that era. You know, it seemed like something I would enjoy. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. <clears throat> uh, you know, and like I said, I didn't start reading it until around issue 92 or so, 93. And um, the one thing that I really liked about it was that it was a lot different than all the other superhero books at the time where it was just all dark and soap opery and, and you know everything was like gritty and grim and right. you know every character was wearing leather jackets and <laughs> right. you know, big guns and you know the flash was like this bright fun colorful comic that also still had a lot of high drama to it too but right. he never bogged down in it you know that is cool yeah and I really like uh, the inclusion of Jake Garrick I think that's great oh yeah it's uh yeah and, and yeah the, the the stuff of the flash that I've read you know that's what I like about it is you know always that sense of uh, history to the character yeah. and, and you know embracing you know the uh, even you know just the other what would be considered rip off characters like Johnny Quick or you know Max right. Mercury or whatever you know <clears throat> or you know turning them and establishing them into something you know cool and awesome you know does Max Mercury keep that costume uh yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very Golden Age looking, mm-hmm. that costume. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler, Johnny Quick will die eventually. Right. <clears throat> but uh, he gets replaced by his uh, daughter, Jessie Quick. Yeah. Who uh, stuck around for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a lot more enjoyable than I expected. Yeah. I, you know. I was a little worried that maybe, you know, like it wouldn't be as good as I remembered, you know, right. some of the Flash comics I have read. Uh, but no, I, I totally enjoyed this. This yeah. was, I mean, like, when I started reading The Flash and Mark Wade was writing it, like, like I dug Mark Wade, like I dug his work a lot, and like I read Kingdom Come, and I read his uh, first run on Captain America. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this guy's pretty awesome, you know? And then, like... The Heroes Reborn thing came around, and, uh, you know, he got taken off of Captain America, and then when that was over, like, he was back on to Captain America again, and, like, right around that time, that's also when Grant Morrison was writing The Flash, and then he came back to The Flash after Morrison was over, 
And then he took over the Justice League when Morrison left. Oh, yeah. And, like, for some reason, like, like right at that point, like, for me, like, I kind of hated everything that he was writing. Really? And, like, you know, and when I tried to go reread Kingdom Come, I was like, this is actually kind of terrible. Oh. <laughs> and, like, you know, so, like, I was still reading his stuff, but it was just, like, so mediocre where I thought his stuff, like, his first run on The Flash and his first run on Captain America was so great and that, you know, just... So I stopped reading anything that he ever wrote and... You know, just whatever I would try to pick up here and there over the years, I'd just be like, eh, you know, I'm just, I think he's painfully mediocre. <laughs> like, like he wasn't, he wasn't terrible ever. Right. But, like, he just wasn't amazing either, you know. Kind of like, uh, isn't that kind of like the art in this comic? <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Uh, what were you I was going to say, kind of like Peter, like, because we said Peter David. When we read X Factor, he was never, he's never wrote anything that blew our minds. Right. But he's never wrote anything bad either. Yeah, not like that, cause I've never disliked anything Peter David ever wrote. Right. Uh, that I've read anyway, where I have actively disliked. Right. Some Mark Wade okay. stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, over the past couple of years though, I am, uh, kind of turning around again on Mark Wade, where I'm like really digging a lot of the stuff that I've read from him. Uh, like, he's been writing oh. Daredevil for the past couple of years, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, he wrote some creator-owned stuff, uh, one of which I read that I, for the life of me, can't think of the name of. But it was like a weird detective story kind of thing. Uh, but that was uh, ex- excellent. Did he do Irredeemable? Was that him? Uh, that is also him, yeah. yeah. Irredeemable, and uh, what was the other one? There's like two of them oh, that yeah. are similar. Uh, uh, in con- uh, in Continent. <laughs> yeah. I forget what the other one was. Yeah. Uh, they were for Boom, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I think he was the editor-in-chief at Boom for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's doing some Marvel stuff now, uh, you know, uh, the Hulk as well. And, you know, yeah, I've just kind of turned, turned back around on him. I, I don't love him as much as I did, you know, when uh, I was reading his early Flash stuff, but... Uh, well, you, I, I you, certainly don't dislike him anymore. Well, you two were in the honeymoon phase then. Well, true, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were just enraptured by. Yeah, but now we've we've made up and uh, it's all good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Wow, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, we've gone super long. <laughs> right. We could take a break. Uh, or not. I, I did have a great song that I wanted to play. Oh, yeah? You know, uh, a song that I, I loved, but, uh, you know... Well, you could play your song, and we could have a, like, a speedy wrap-up. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh. Because uh. <laughs> Flash runs real fast. Right, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then well, let's take a short break. Okay.
welcome back. Ooh. Well. Well then. Well. Well-dee, well-dee, well-dee. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So you said you had a story or what? What'd you say? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a song. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, it was the song we just played. that song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you like that song? I loved it. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. I wasn't paying attention. No, well, that's too bad. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So you've been. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, went to Kentucky for a couple of days. Did we talk and, about that? Uh, in person, yes. Okay. But, but not on the show. You, you, you were gone, so I had to have a fill-in host. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You guys should have texted me and asked me stuff about the spirit. Well, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, maybe my rotary phone would have picked up your text somehow. <laughs> Down in Kentucky. Right. Um, no, I, yeah, I had a good time. It was my friend Dusty's birthday, so I went to, uh, Kentucky for a couple of days, and, uh, I tried to find a, like, he was like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, it's your birthday, man, whatever. And he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I haven't meaning to look for a comic shop since I've been here, and I haven't really looked. He's like, do you want to go to a comic shop? I was like, sure. So we, we went to, we ended up going to two different comic shops. Um, the first of which was basically a toy store that had some comics. And uh, I mean, they had so many toys. It was crazy. Like, like everything, like anything superhero or video game related. And then they had maybe like 20 long boxes of comics too. Um, and then we went to the other store and it was mostly magic and they had some comics too. You've been to that store before. <laughs> I know. I was like, where is this? Is this Dayton, Ohio? <laughs> and I tried to sell my uh, my uh, mini comics to right. both of those places because they both carried magic. And uh, they were, neither one of them wanted them. They were like, yeah, we, we only buy stuff that we know we can sell. And they was like, we just don't really care any small press stuff. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, so you found some great comic shops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were great. <laughs> Uh, do you want to say their names, or do you want to protect the innocent? I honestly couldn't tell okay. you tell you either one of their names. Um, I mean, they were they were nice enough people. I mean, they weren't like jerks, but they were just like, yeah, we just we just don't carry stuff like that, and kind of takes away you know magic stocking room, right? So <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Well, that's just it's a waste that you dragged all of your comics down to Kentucky and you couldn't <laughs> find anyone to buy them. I know. I know. I did end up giving one away while I was down there with my friend for his birthday. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then he threw it in the trash because he right. doesn't read small press. Correct. <laughs> right. He was actually looking for, because uh, he's a big Game of Thrones fan, um, and he actually got me to watch uh, the first episode because him and his dad, his dad was there too, and he, uh, was, he was watching it with him. Um, his dad lives here too, but they, he came down for his birthday. And we, it, we want you carpool. I I know, right? Well, well, I stayed an extra day. And okay. I, but uh, but we watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I was like, you yeah, know, that's not bad. I didn't expect it to be something I would enjoy, but I did. I enjoyed it. And then when we were at the comic shop, he was looking for uh, he was looking for Game of Thrones comics. Or he was like, I wonder if they make a Game of Thrones comic. I was like, I was like, well, yes, I believe Dynamite makes some. And, and I went and I showed him the Game of Thrones comics at the store, and he didn't buy any. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then I ended up watching uh, four more episodes of Game of Thrones while I was down there, <laughs> which is not something I expected to ever say aloud. 
All right. There's a lot of fucking on that show. <laughs> I'll watch anything with a lot of fucking. That should be the name of our podcast, by the way. <laughs> a lot of fucking for the porno reviews. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Or the fucking podcast. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. That's yeah. kind of clever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it would be allowed on iTunes. Right? You yeah. could pick. You could do that asterisk thing for the U and the C. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, other than that, oh, and we ate at a, an Outback Steakhouse because that's what he wanted for his right. birthday. Um, so you had a blooming onion. <laughs> I had. Actually, I did try the blooming onion, and like it was so weird because uh, you know his parents were there, and and they were like, "Do you want to?" You know, they're like, you want to split a blooming onion? And I was like, what's a blooming onion? And they were like, uh, you know, it's this, it's kind of like onion rings, but it's presented real fancy and it's really tasty and it comes with this sauce that's probably bad for you, but it tastes great. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then they got one and I, I tried it and it, I mean, yeah, it just tastes like onion rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I looked around, I swear, it felt like, you ever seen, I'm sure you've seen those, those, like, movies where, like, an entire town is being taken over by aliens. Uh-huh. And, like, you look over and everybody's doing the same thing. Like, oh, like that Robert Rodriguez movie where they're all drinking water. Uh-huh. The faculty. Yeah. Um, well, I look around and everybody in that whole place has a blooming onion on their table. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to eat any more of this. <laughs> what if I get turned into a Robert Patrick alien? <laughs> <laughs> But a blooming onion is kind of delicious. It was all right. Yeah, yeah it was all right. I think it would have gave me some indigestion if I had more than uh, I just had like an onion ring's worth. Right. Uh, the uh, Steakhouse Damon's has a similar thing, but uh, it's it's actually kind of a little bit better. Oh yeah. yeah. What's the what do they call it? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, maybe I do. I think it's called the Awesome Blossom. Ooh, I see. I like that a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That could be the name of our podcast where we review Blossom. episodes of Blossom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I would do that, but I think that would cut into uh, the Viewmasters. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, maybe when that's over. Right. Yeah. Didn't you tell me you were ending it in a couple of weeks? Um, you hadn't told Joe yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he knows now. Yeah. Because this is a Flash episode. Right. <laughs> of course, we haven't been talking about Flash for minutes, so he's probably tuned out. Right, yeah. Well, why wouldn't he? Right. <laughs> he probably tuned out during that awesome song I played. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> yeah, so that was my adventure. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, except for that part where you watched uh, episode after episode <laughs> of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. All right. I'm uh, kind of against that show, yeah. so, uh, you know, whatever. I, I don't, you know, I don't love it. Like, he actually kind of forced me to take the rest of the uh, the first two seasons with me, uh-huh. and I haven't I hadn't watched any of it until, actually, I went over Kathleen's the other night, and she suggested we watch a couple, so we did. So, I mean, okay, so you told me this before, that, like, he forced you to take the first two seasons. Right. Doesn't Kathleen own them anyway? Uh, I wasn't sure, but yeah, I believe, yeah, she, yeah. I believe she does, yeah. So, so I mean, if you truly wanted to, you could have just said, well, my girlfriend has them all. Yeah, you know? well, I wasn't positive that yeah, she yeah, had yeah. them. Turns out she does, but... um, You should have texted her to find out. I know. Well, my rotary phone was out in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Like, I'll probably watch some more, but I'm, I'm not, like, hooked. Right. Well, you know, though, that 
now that you're in, you know, you, you've, you've, you've broken the barrier that Kathleen will probably continue to keep forcing it on you. Yeah, okay. I mean, she yeah. suggested it, but I was like, yeah, right. let's, 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 yeah, let's watch a couple. So we watched two. Yeah, and then she'll probably now, like, uh, once a week or so, just say, uh, hey, you feel like watching Game of Thrones? Yeah. Well, I know the third season just came out. Right. And, uh, and she, I don't know if she's watched them <clears throat> or if she even bought it yet, but, right. uh, um, or actually, I know she didn't buy Friday. She hadn't bought it yet, but she, you know, it's hours have elapsed. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so she'll probably want to watch that with me. Yeah. I, um, also went to a steak place recently. Oh, yeah. I went to, uh, the Longhorn Steakhouse with, uh, our friends, uh, Matt Brashfield and Steve Alexander. Oh, of Game Swap fame. Game Swap of, uh, what was that shitty horror, uh, werewolf movie we watched? <laughs> uh, I uh, can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Chomps? <laughs> <laughs> I said the shitty one. Oh, um... What was that? Oh boy, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Paul Nashie yeah, werewolf yeah. movie. It was last uh, October. One of the Halloween specials. Uh, Matt Brasfield and Steve were both uh, guests. Uh, yeah, I was. I uh, was with them. I went out uh, Friday night to to have some steak. Nice. Which uh, we had uh, the three of us been talking about for like almost a year now, <laughs> and uh, finally happened. It's hard to rendezvous. It is. Well, not really. They're just. Uh, I don't know what the deal is. Hmm. I'm, you know, hey, you want to make plans with me? You just uh, say, hey, let's go do something. And right. I'm there. Right. I don't know what the problem. Brassfield has a lot of things going on. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he likes everybody that thinks. Uh, <laughs> I do believe you're not wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. And, and I hate steak. I love steak. Yeah. Steak is great. Mm. You should eat more steak. Mm. <laughs> You sh- did, no, yeah, did you have a steak at Outback? I, I had a fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> with steak? No. With a little <laughs> bit of blooming onion. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, meh. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, Slowly rereading uh, Empowered. Oh, yeah. The uh, Adam Warren uh, graphic novel series. How, how far along are you? Uh, I'm still in the first book. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, like, like, you know, it's been a few years since I read it, and uh, it's still uh, as enjoyable as I remembered it. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So now I just have to finish that and the other uh, seven volumes. <laughs> and you, you have them all, though. Right? I do have them all, yeah. yeah. I actually just recently got the last two, because mm-hmm. uh, I found them cheap online. That's cool. And uh, also, uh, there's like five or six, uh, like, actual, like, single-issue version, you know, oh, really? special edition uh, empowered comics. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, they're usually drawn by a different artist. You know, cause, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I do remember seeing those now. Uh, Brandon Graham of uh, Profits and... Uh, uh, October Yen. October whatever, and uh, King City. Is that his? Yeah, yeah. King City. Uh, he's uh, drawing the next one, actually. Sweet. Yeah. Which, uh not a huge Brandon Graham fan, but uh, I don't have a problem with his art, so that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> I'm a fan. Um, but yeah, those are fun. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, been watching. Uh, been trying to catch up on Teen Wolf because I think uh, Kathleen desperately wants to talk to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and I started watching uh, True Detective uh, today. Actually, that looks great. It's so far pretty great. Uh, I'm like two and a half episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson are, are detectives. How can you go wrong with that, right? And uh, you know, like like I was just telling you when you showed up because I was uh, kind of watching one. Um, you know, I uh, like I've never been opposed to Matthew McConaughey. Like like you know, I've never like actively not wanted to see a movie except for like every single one of his romantic comedies. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, but whenever he doesn't do a romantic comedy, I'm not opposed to seeing anything he does. Uh, but like I've never thought he was great. Like, like he's just always been enjoyable. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, but holy fuck, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Like he is fucking great. Like, like, I mean, I wanted to see, like, Dallas Buyers Club. I uh, just, you know, haven't had a chance yet. Uh, but, like, I wanted to see that because it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard good things about, uh, I think, Mud. Is that the name of the movie he did, like, last uh, year? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. And I guess he's also, like, got a small role in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, he's apparently on a fucking roll right now. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And he is just slaughtering the competition. Right. Uh, like, Woody Harrelson is pretty good in this show, too, but Matthew McConaughey is great. That's awesome. He is eating a shit ton of Frosted Flakes. <laughs> really? What does that mean? He's great. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. See, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> I was like, he's really eating Frosted Flakes in the show? Why does he, why is he doing that? I saw he was drinking a Tall Boy, but... I mean, I've had a Tall Boy with Frosted Flakes. I know it's good, but... <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I've always kind of liked him, but yeah, he's never done anything that... I mean, like, his character in Days of the Infused was very memorable. Right. But it didn't make me go, this guy's awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, like, he was in contact and some other stuff where I was like, yeah, yeah, he's alright. But yeah, I'm, uh, I might actually watch this show sometime. I'll force it upon you. That'd be cool. Whenever we get around to finishing Justified. Yeah, we gotta be, yeah, we gotta do that first. I don't, (laughs) I don't be watching Justified Game of Thrones and True Detective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta tone that shit down. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but then uh, you and I watched a movie last night. Well, we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that movie uh, is from like seventy nine or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, I was uh, just looking for something to watch on Netflix, and uh, they have a category that's just uh, random movies, right? Like, so it's not. Like anything that they recommend for me, or anything that like is in my list, or anything like that. But it's just completely random. Completely random. Just you know, from from you know, because like they have like a sci-fi category, a horror, you know, suspense, comedy, whatever. And then they also have because you watched this, and because you watched this, you know, and then your actual list, and then hey, we actually do recommend these for you. It wasn't any of that. It was just totally random from every other. 
category that they have on Netflix. Right. And I was just scrolling through it, and up came this movie called Chomps. C-H-O-M-P-S. Like an acronym. Like an acronym. Yeah. Uh, from 1979, starring Valerie Bertinelli of uh, Marriage to Eddie Van Halen fame. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Drummond from Different Strokes. Right. And uh, Mr. Howell from Gilligan's yeah, Island. Right. And a little dog who is also a robot with superpowers who fights crime. <laughs> And is chased around by another dog who has interesting, like, Ziggy-like insights <laughs> on everything that goes on. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a talking dog in that movie, too. Yeah. Well, he doesn't really talk. but It's like we hear his thoughts. We hear his thoughts. And no one else does. No one else does, and no other dog right. do we ever get to hear their thoughts. Nope. <laughs> Just that one dog. It makes me wonder: Was he really the the superpower dog then? But like, yeah, he it's... had telekinesis, meta telekinesis. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> he could only uh, communicate with people in another realm. Right? Maybe all dogs can do that. Maybe. Huh. <laughs> it was so weird. It was Just, weird. Because, like, why? What was the purpose of that dog? Being able to talk to I, us. I totally thought there it was going to build up to something. Yeah. Where, like, the dog did. becomes, yeah, something, but no. 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 Uh, <laughs> we could just hear his thoughts. Yeah. Uh, it was a dog named Monster, and he was voiced by some sort of hillbilly-type actor right. who was completely uncredited. <laughs> like, we still don't know who did the voice of Monster. Didn't you even look it up on I looked it up on IMDb, and still no, not there. nothing. So, hey, if you've seen the movie Chomps, and you know who did the voice of Monster, <laughs> write in and let us know. Better get a few did the voice of Monster. <laughs> write in and let us yeah. know, and then we'll figure out some way to interview you, because <laughs> why wouldn't we? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you were the fucking voice of Monster. <laughs> he was pretty cool. Yeah. But that movie was fucking great. It was super fun. <laughs> it was super fun, because we were like, oh, this is going to be so terrible. Like a Mr. Science Theater type thing, but right. no, it was, it was like, it was like, uh, like, kind of like an old Don Knotts movie or something, yeah. sort of. It was like weird and fun and. Yeah. It was. And stupid. Oh, totally stupid. Like, and not a great movie at all. Like bungling burglars right, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but man, did I have a good time watching that. And the opening animation sequence? It was fantastic. It was really incredible. Yeah. Like, no joke. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. So uh, it's on Netflix, and uh, maybe you won't know that it's on Netflix unless you go looking for it. So right. go Chomps. look for it. Chomps. Chomps. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, I did almost cause the divorce of our friends Joe and Jenny <laughs> right. as we watched that movie, but uh, yeah, I think things worked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's allowed to text. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly things are okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much been what's going on here. Yeah, there. Yeah. I guess I should uh, pick a movie. We're we're back uh, back to our regular uh, gutter trash schedule. Is it Chomps Two? <laughs> it is not Chomps Two, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but uh, it might be something as cool. I hope no. Um, and actually, uh, I know that we just did a, a field trip episode uh, for her. We uh, did last week. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're gonna do another field trip 
uh, and kind of a weird one, because this is not a movie that is actually currently out. This is actually a pretty old movie that is having a one-time-only revival screening uh, at a very small movie theater uh, north of Dayton. Uh, but, if uh, unless you veto, <laughs> I would like for both of us to watch Labyrinth. What? Labyrinth! The David Bowie, <clears throat> oh, Jim yeah. Henson, uh, Jennifer Connelly movie. I haven't seen that in forever. I have not either. Is that the one where Jennifer Connelly does the ass to ass? Um, yes. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> she with does David Bowie. With a Muppet? Oh, oh with uh, David Bowie, he's yeah. better. The Muppet is the guy that's like, ass to ass. It's Sam the Eagle, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, who doesn't love David Bowie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's you're, super you're, cool. You're down? I'm so down. Down for a field trip? I mean, you know, people might get the wrong opinion about you. That today. I actually go to the theaters? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a pretty uh, special occasion. It I'll is tell, a pretty special I'll tell them it's for work. All right. This is my job. Yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> So sweet. Labyrinth. Sweet Labyrinth. Yeah. I'm excited. Jareth the Goblin King. Did you know that? Or did, did you look that up? Okay. I did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah. I. And before anybody wants to fucking message me or anything like that. I know that there are musical numbers in this. Uh, I know that, okay? Oh. And you're still gonna I'm still it? gonna see this, wow. alright? So back the fuck off. Alright. Alright. We're backing off. <laughs> <laughs> well you can't have David Bowie in a movie without it being a musical. I mean like sure. prestige. I mean those musical numbers. Well, I know. Uh, I mean you remember like the the huge number in The Man Who Fell to Earth? Oh, yeah. Right? I remember his huge member. <laughs> Well, you'll get to see it again in Labyrinth, Swedes. Ass to ass. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Alrighty then. So, uh, goodbye. Later on. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. 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 Good, good having you here virtually. Yeah. Alrighty then. Alright. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>